0: everyone. My name is Chan Lam, and today I'm going to talk about upcoming events and past events. First of all, we're going to talk about upcoming events. On the 8th of November, Junior veracity Volleyball versus SBAS at BIS Boys and Girls. Next, we're going to talk about past events. On Tuesday, 27th of Uh, Of October, Olympia at BIS Competitive Girls won 22-6 and Competitive Boys lost 18-21. On 5th of November, all schools came to BIS for girls' basketball and Competitive Girls brought home a trophy and so did the Competitive Boys. Now on to the bonus event. From twenty fourth of November, Key Stage Three football starts on Wednesday, both boys and girls, and basketball Year Ten to Year Thirteen, both boys and girls, starts on Monday. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast. We are Miriam and
1: Yuna, and today we are going to tell you about the origin of Halloween and the fun things that you can do on Halloween. There are lots of different kinds of stories about the origin of Halloween but the most famous one is about Celts and their belief. Long time ago, the kelp believed that even if people die, the soul will remain in another person's body for one year and go to the afterlife. Their new year was November 1st. So October 31st was a special to them because they thought the people who died on this day will decide who they will live for the next year. So on October 31st, many ghosts will come around the people's house, but they don't want the ghosts come to their house. And scouts believe that if they dress up as scary ghosts or witches, the ghosts will run away so they wear scary custom and it became Halloween. There are lots of different activities that you can do on Halloween. However, I believe that the most popular and common thing is trick-or-treating. You can go around houses and get some sweets. Carving a pumpkin and making a dreadful lantern is also famous. People don't do it often in Vietnam, but in North America, like USA or Canada, people make lots of them to decorate their houses. If you want to enjoy the scary, scary spirit of Halloween, it is a good idea to go to a haunted house. I suggest you to go with your friends, otherwise you'll be terrified with all the ghosts and stuff in there. This is the end of our
2: part, and see you soon. Thank you for listening. Hello everyone, I'm Olivia. Today I'm basically here just to convince you to start journaling, because why not? It's a great way to understand yourself better. There are lots of stereotypes about journaling. Some people think of it as an annoying chore or even a waste of time. I used to think like this and quit journaling for a while, but the thing is, journaling should not be something you are required to do every day. To be honest, you can do anything you want with journaling. It doesn't have to be consistent or writing down every little thing you did each day. It's not just about documenting your life. I personally just rant or complain a lot. So today I'm going to talk about four reasons why journaling can be beneficial to your mental health. Okay, number one, a piece of paper can be a better listener than people. I know everyone finds it difficult to just open up to someone and be vulnerable, People would much rather keep everything inside. But in reality, it's not that people don't want to talk about their problems. It's that sometimes you gotta admit people are bad listeners. Sometimes you just need someone to listen, not offer advice. When you're writing things down onto paper, you don't have to worry about judgment or discouragement. It's not like the paper's just going to start laughing at you. That's weird. No. Number two, writing things down can help clarify your thoughts. Most of the time, we tend to overthink and overcomplicate things. People actually get more stressed worrying about a problem than when they're actually facing it. Journaling can help make sense of things and potentially come up with a solution. Speaking of solutions, number three, journaling is a good problem-solving tool. By understanding the problem you're facing through journaling, you can start looking back on the situation and decide what to do next. Usually people just worry about the situation and stress about it, but journaling helps you take control of your own situation. Now, you may be thinking you want to try journaling, but you just don't have enough time to sit down, open a notebook, and start writing away. But there are different types of journaling, and some may suit you more than others. You may want to just focus on gratitude or your emotions, or even just brief bullet journaling, which is writing down your goals and to-do lists. And also, journaling doesn't have to be on a notebook. I find it easier to journal on my phone notes app when I'm on the go, like when I'm on the bus. My notes app currently just kind of holds my life. Okay, so that was it for why journaling can be beneficial to your mental health. Even if you think you won't end up journaling after listening to this podcast, I highly recommend you try it once. Just keep in mind, it's not about journaling, but benefiting from it. Like always, don't be afraid to reach out to someone for help, or in this case, you can reach out to a notebook, I guess. That's all I have for now. Stay safe. What's your name? Uh, Hi, I'm Jacinta
3: Pearson. So we heard you run a marathon. What marathon did
4: you run? Uh so it was called um the Vietnam Jungle Marathon. Uh and actually the, the race I did was fifty-five kilometers. Oh. So it's an uh, ultra marathon, it's called. So how did you
3: feel like while you were like running the marathon?
4: Um I felt good. It was in Pu Luong, so it was very beautiful and very and very and very nice. But um It was very hard and my legs were very sore. Ah,
3: Was there a point in the marathon where you felt like giving up? Um,
4: I don't think there was any point when I felt like giving up. Um, I've done quite a few marathons before, so I've had practice at uh, training my mind to sort of believe that I'm going to complete complete it and finish whatever. But there was definitely some hard points. Um, There was one a climb up the side of a mountain that was really really hard like it was like climbing up boulders um that was really tough so I'd had to have a few breaks on the way up that climb it took about an hour and a half just to do that section <laughs> how do you find time to train yourself um yeah it's all about like making it a priority so obviously uh, I'm busy working full time and I have two children as well. So it's, it's fitting it in. So that generally means setting the alarm for maybe 5 a.m. and getting up and fitting in the training early in the morning. Uh, I'm quite a morning person, so I prefer to do it then. If I leave it till the end of the day, then generally it doesn't happen.
2: <laughs>
4: um,
3: and next, you, which one, which tomorrow do you want to run next person?
4: Um, actually, I haven't got any booked in just yet, but, um, I would really like to run, um, a marathon in Sapa. There's, um, there's an event in Sapa, which I'd quite like to do. I don't think I would do 55 kilometers. I think I'd do a bit less because it's really very hilly in Sapa. So it would be even harder. How did you feel when you got to the end of the marathon? I felt really, really good. I was really surprised because I hadn't done as much training as I wanted to for this one, so um, I was kind of in my head just wanting to uh finish and not feel too uh like like not hurt myself or anything like that, but I finished quite well and in quite a good time, and then when I finished, I realized I'd finished in second place female, so that was really, really great, so i felt I felt really good because I've never uh, got in a like one, two, three position before in a race, so.
3: Oh, and lastly, do you think you used perseverance throughout
4: the marathon? Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't think you could do an event like that if you hadn't, if you weren't good at having, at, at persevering, because there's lots of times when you do think, oh, I don't know if I can do this or there's like struggles. So you have to have a really strong mindset before you go into it. I think when you're running long distances, you, yeah, you really have to have a positive mindset and actually your your body can go on a lot further if your mind believes it can. Your body will sometimes tell you, we've got to stop, I need to slow down. But if your mind is saying, no, no, come on, keep going, you can always go a little bit, a little bit more and you can really surprise yourself with what you can achieve.
3: All right, I think that so uh thank you for giving like giving us time to interview you. And I think it's really cool that you got second place be well throughout the whole marathon. Cool. Thank you.
4: It was nice to be interviewed about it. <laughs> thank you.